0: Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and if you're into tracking and trading the S&P 500, you are in the right place. Be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss an episode. Now let's get into what I'm looking at this week. I wanna start first though with what happened last week. We had uh, FOMC rate hike announcement which kind of came in line. We had big tech earnings, which was sort of mixed depending on what company you were talking about. And then we had Friday's massive jobs report and it was massive because the jobs report was really hot. It came in at over 500,000 jobs created. You know, there's just nothing you can say about the labor market that's weak at all. It's a very strong market right now. And the fear here is that the Fed is gonna be able to keep the rates higher for longer. I'm, I'm even kind of seeing they might wanna hike another 25 uh, basis points. That's kind of you know questionable at this point, but I want to talk about the market reaction and talk about some key levels in the market that we can sort of trade around or at least look for over the next week or so. Now, one of the things I had mentioned in the last couple of episodes uh, was the idea that the market could probably get to forty two hundred. It took a little bit longer than I thought. And I think a lot of that was because there was some anticipation about around all these catalysts um, that were coming up, but. The market was actually able to get to, I think it was 41.95, which was Thursday last week after the tech earnings. And then after the jobs report came out Friday morning, the market actually pulled back a lot. And if you if you just kind of isolate the market into individual days, that Friday's pullback was actually you know kind of scary, um, but it, it still reached an intraday high of 41.80. So what we were also seeing that day was a lot of put buying starting to pick back up. So a trade that I took that I kind of talked about in the last couple episodes, you can go back and listen, was selling bear call spreads on the S and P 500, with uh, with the idea that 4200 was going to be short term resistance. So, so on Friday last week, I went out and sold the 4200 call. And bought the 4205 call for a net credit of $1.75 per spread. These options expired on Thursday this week, so these had six days to expiration. And the idea here was that the market did get to my 4200 level and pulled back, so I was still looking at 4200 to to maintain resistance um, through this week. Now we are pulling back further today. I was actually able to take profits today, I sold the spread on Friday sold it for $1.75 and was able to take profits today, buying it back for about 60, 65 cents. So I booked over 50% 50 of the max profit in a single trading day, although it did take the entire weekend. And now I'm out of that trade and looking at the next setup. And what I'm looking at now are some key levels for the S&P 500. And I talked about spot gamma before. Uh, Last week, the call wall actually shifted up to 4,200. So that was still within my Range, but then the put wall is now at about four thousand. So as I'm recording this on Monday afternoon, February six, the market has, has pulled back to uh, about forty one hundred, and we're you know a, a little bit forty one thirteen as I'm actually recording this. And if you look at the market over the past um, since the beginning of the year, we're really just in an uptrend and the 100 levels for spx or the s p 500 tend to be the support and resistance level so it's it's almost um I, I don't like to use the word easy but it's obvious where these levels are and and the reason why is because a lot of these big levels on the s p 500 are where the institutional option players um trade and a lot of times it's the quarter strike so 4100 4125 4150 4200 but if you just Bring up a chart of SPX when you get out, when you get out of the car or wherever you're listening, and just look at the key levels. 4,200 uh, was a, a pretty strong resistance level before, and there's actually another one uh, higher at 4,300. So this week, I think we're going to digest and sort of consolidate the gains we've seen this year. And we have a slew of Fed speakers this week, which is what I wanted to kind of warn you about. Powell's actually speaking tomorrow, and on the economic calendar, it's like, let's see, Powell, Fed Chair Powell speech tomorrow, Fed Bar speech tomorrow, and then on Wednesday we have Fed Williams speech, another Fed Fed Bar speech, and a Fed Waller speech. So you have three Fed people talking on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we have some continuing jobless claims, initial jobless claims, and then two more Fed speech speeches on Friday the 10th, another Waller speech and Harker speech. With all these Fed speakers coming out, I think we're going to get a little bit more about the guidance of where, where rates might go. I think they're just going to be higher for longer. I don't think there's going to be any huge surprises. Powell was not as hawkish last week, so maybe he comes out and and, and becomes a little bit more hawkish. But I don't think that's going to change much when we talk about the S and P five hundred itself. I do think that we are in the middle of the range. We're trading at forty one uh, twelve right now, and I think we can play off the levels of forty two hundred on the upside and four thousand on the do- on the downside. The next real big report that's probably going to matter is going to be the CPI report, which I believe is on the 14th. Yeah, Tuesday, the 14th, we have a core inflation year over year, and we have a CPI. So at this point, the market is likely to just kind of consolidate. So what I'm looking to do is if the market does pull back down to 4,100, or maybe even dips below, I think it actually dipped below this morning, we got to a low of 4090, we did find some support. But I'm looking to sell put credit spreads up until that day, February 14th. So as you know, As of today, Monday, that might be seven days expiration. I definitely don't wanna be holding through that CPI report, um, but I do think that we could probably stay elevated and hold these levels. So I'm really looking for mean reversion, any kind of movement away from 4,100 to the upside, I might wanna sell call spreads above or any movement to the downside, sell put spreads below, below and kind of contain the market. I thought about an iron condor here, but when you get to being 80 points away on either side, I don't think the risk reward is there in case another move happens. But as of right now, that's kind of what I'm looking at from a range for the market. Now I wanna talk a little bit about what I'm seeing in the options market for stocks. I think it's important to note that when you're looking at options analysis or options flow, the options flow in stocks needs to be interpreted differently than the options flow in let's say the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ. And the reason why is that there is more speculation with stocks when you're buying puts and calls. And in the indexes like let's say a SPY, you're going to get people buying put options simply just to hedge their portfolio as sort of a general hedge for stocks that they own. And so when you look at options flow and you see put buying happen in, in SPY that doesn't necessarily mean the market's going to go down as much as it would mean if you saw a ton of put buying in Apple, you know, that might be a little bit more serious for that underlying. So one of the tools I use breaks this out. When you look at the options market, it breaks it out by expiration. Then most of them are on Fridays because um, a lot of these stocks have weekly options that expire on Friday. And when I look at the February 10th expiration, actually going out the next two weeks all the way to february february 17th there's still a a, a ton of put options that have been purchased and the put premiums have are definitely dominating the call premium however today i'm actually seeing a lot of call buying but i'm not seeing puts being sold i'm actually puts continue to be bought my interpretation of this is that the market is still hedging itself for some of these events such as a cpi next week. I'm not seeing a lot of put selling like I was last week, but there is some put selling going out and some some further expirations. But from a short term perspective, both calls and puts are being bought. And the reason, you know, I like to look at this is because when you when a bunch of people are buying puts, the seller of those puts are going to be the market makers. So what they have to do is hedge that put position. So if you buy a put, you are now short delta and the market maker is now long Delta. So the market maker, if they sold you that put, in essence, they have to short something to keep Delta neutral because they're just trying to make the money off the commission. They're not trying to take a stance on the market. So when you have all these puts that have been bought, the the dealers have to, essentially be short a certain amount. And once you see the put selling start to happen, you know, maybe people are closing their puts or maybe the call premiums dominate and you know, and investors are selling their puts, whatever the reason, doesn't matter. But then what happens is the dealers can, can then lessen, lighten up on their shorts and actually go long. And so it's important to me to kind of watch this for the stocks because the stocks are what make up the S&P 500. Even though I'm trading the S&P 500, a lot of the constituents like the Apples, the Googles the Microsoft, all these big name, heavy weighted stocks, if people are lightening up on the put options, that means the market makers can lighten up on their downside hedges, which in turn can cause, you know, um, a, a rally or a tailwind for stocks. So as of right now, puts are still dominating and I think what we're seeing with both calls and puts being bought essentially over the next over the next couple expirations, you're essentially in that range bound market. So that's that's sort of a contributing factor to the range bound idea. And, you know, it kind of makes sense that we've had this huge run up off of January and we've gotten to forty two hundred. We're pulling back. We got to forty one hundred, which could be support and we could very easily push up to forty three hundred over the next uh, week or two, maybe into February expiration. At that point, 4,300 is likely to be the short-term top. I don't know if we're gonna get there. I think we're gonna consolidate this week. So that's what I'm seeing in the market this week, what I'm gonna be watching. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.